Oh, uh, he- hello, hello, hey, J Bear Hat. Oh, yeah, hey, I didn't, I didn't see you come in. I was, <laughs> I was uh, looking at the wall. Oh, well, I mean, that's inter- that's interesting because it's my office and I've been in here the, the whole time. But that's that's okay. Uh, oh, have you? What what have you okay. what are you coming in here for today? What do you what do you what do you need? What do, what do you want to check on? I think I have like I have like a problem. Oh, okay. There isn't any good horror anthologies really anymore. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you know, like the format's always had like yeah, you know, most of them are okay, some of them are really bad, but like, there's always like one that's like really really good. And I feel like there was like a moment where they were bringing the format back and it was like really exciting. And then it just kind of like passed. Yeah. You know, we had we had the VHS series. We yeah. had ABCs of Death. We had XX, the one that was all women directors. No, I we didn't. Had Southbound. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, we had kind of the signal. Uh, usually I, I reserve my office hours for, I guess, more serious problems than than this. But but I'm you know I'm willing to humor. Uh, what's 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 got you? What's got you thinking about anthology? Well, so there's like this new VHS movie. Mm-hmm. It's VHS ninety four. VHS ninety four. Oh, like nineteen yeah. ninety four. Yeah, like like uh like as if the tape was from the 90s yeah and i was oh from 90 excited yeah from 94 when when uh most of the people listening to this weren't even born yet (laughs) (laughs) ow (laughs) i hope Um, that's not the well we'll... i hope that's not yeah (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so i was like excited because like Okay, you know, David Bruckner, he did he did all the really good ones in the VHS series previously, and he did The Ritual, which I really liked, and he did Night House, which is cute. But then I don't know. It's just <laughs> it is just not great looking. <laughs> right. And then it just becomes like they just they they have this whole like frame mm-hmm. idea of like oh like a like uh, a a a found footage sort of circuit you know like a tape trading ring you know like in the nineties when people would be like yo check out this like shocking tape I found yeah of like a guy uh, getting run over by a roller coaster yo that went off of the wheel faces uh, of death two hundred seventy one let's go that that old Mister Show skit. Mm. Where it's about the tape trading ring, where it's like it's like a CD, it's like a CD a month commercial, uh, and they they just list a bunch of fake ones like child starving to death, eight part series, eight part <laughs> tape series, <laughs> or right. like oh this is the Bud Dwyer suicide tape, or like here's a cassette of uh, Casey Kasem using the the F slur. Uh, and <laughs> complaining about how his dick doesn't work, you know, it's stuff like that. And then it's like, <laughs> that's a great idea for like a uh, uh, anthology horror series thing. Sure, yeah. And then they just kind of don't do it. <laughs> mm. Like they just kind of, they just kind of like drop the premise. I mean, they have the premise as like the frame narrative, but it, it, 
it creates this weird dissonance where you'll watch like a, a horror film in it and you'll just be like, oh, this is the one they couldn't figure out how to tie into the actual narrative. Also, most of them don't look like they're from the 90s. They all look like they're from like the 2000s, except yeah. for, I think, the very last one. Yeah, well, I mean, it's hard to do, you know, especially on kind of like a more shoestring budget or whatever, but it's 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 hard to do period pieces, I guess. Uh, but, you know, I mean, and also, I guess, oh my God, was this filmed? Yeah, okay, fil- principal photography was completed during the pandemic, uh, ah. which... I guess that would, ex- that would explain why everyone was wearing masks in the <laughs> <laughs> Uh But yeah, I mean, like to maybe kind of put a finer point on what you're talking about, we can maybe we can kind of go through all of these different segments and see what we kind of felt about each one, I guess, if that makes any sense to you. Yeah, no, that I think that I think that makes a lot of sense. Uh, so we have there's as is kind of usually the case in the VHS movies, it seems like I've only actually seen the first VHS, but this is uh, this seems to kind of follow in line with that, where there's a sort of an uh, what the Wikipedia calls a frame narrative, right? There's like a yeah, a sort of bookending short film that's kind of happening around all the other films. Um, and I mean, I, I I don't know about you. For me personally, this one the that one on on this film didn't really make a huge impression, other than the fact that there's a guy named Arsler. Uh, <laughs> yeah i don't know what's up with uh arsler <laughs> i did not a not a fan of that guy's name every time they said it yeah it's not spelled r space s-l-u-r but it sure sounds like that it is it is sure pronounced constantly like that. <laughs> and also uh, sprayberry Sprayberry, Spivey, Petro, Nash, Slater, Arsler. My gender fluid children are doing fantastic, by the way. <laughs> this frame narrative involving like a cult, which uses which is like a tape trading ring, but has found like the right sequence of VHS tapes that cause like some sort of drug like effect and like cult like status. Yeah. Uh, and at the end, it's revealed that they're like, oh, we were doing all this to create the ultimate snuff film for our for our tape trading ring this is going to be our most popular one yet yeah. uh which is weird because i don't i don't know how in like the 90s you would be like tracking the popularity of your underground tape trading ring <laughs> <laughs> like i feel like that kind of kind of defeats the purpose of the tape trading ring part well, the, yeah, the 90s is, like, famous for its, like, hashtags, QR codes, uh, you know, keeping just, uh, you know, keeping keep, track. Keep circulating the tapes as these. Imagine you're, like, trying to get, like, the, like, uh, like just, like, one of the, like, many Mystery Science Theater episodes you couldn't get legally in the 90s. And you just get, like, this movie instead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I would, I would kill somebody honestly it's, it's labeled like mst 3k 301 uh batman versus uh godzilla <laughs> and and then it's just like these these like girls running around in a cult being like uh follow my signal hey <laughs> follow check it out hey take a click take a click take your eyes out <laughs> so it is kind of weird because there's also like a canon history to the vhs series Hmm. So the first one is just like they're lo- they, like some guy robbers, if I remember, hired to like steal a tape, 
And it's like, you know, they're going through the tapes in this house uh, and they're finding all these weird ones. And I'd say the first one is like a pretty tight little like horror anthology in that way. I think it works really well. It's very under it's very underplayed, understated. So, yeah, it's in the second one. There's like a private investigator who's like trying to figure out what's going on. And like that's when it's revealed that like somebody who is kind of like part of that original tape trading thing has discovered that if you watch these like weird found footage tapes in a specific order it will cause like weird effects and that he just has to make one more tape that has that same sort of thing and like the the end of it is that like the tape you're watching is the last tape and then vhs viral is the one where there's like an ice cream truck driving around broadcasting the the found footage tapes to people's cell phones which causes them to uh start killing people now that sounds really good yeah, that's 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 the that's the worst one. Uh, if I remember, that's also the one where one of the short films in it involves a magician fight, which is exactly as fucking stupid as it sounds. <laughs> uh, and that kind of gets into like the problem with like keeping to this VHS narrative thing is that like found footage is a concept can work really well. It like sometimes like if you know like, but there's a lot of times where it feels like the story is being like retrofitted to this sort of found footage format Mm, yeah and the first story in this one really kind of hits home on that (laughs) (laughs) i i like elements of it i like the bit of the 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 infomercial that it cuts to yes the veggie masher um i like the idea of like we're doing an investigation into the stupid urban myth, uh, and then they find out that there's like actually that like the 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 thing that everyone is calling Rat Man because it's a guy who looks like a rat is actually an ancient god named Ratma, <laughs> and that it's just the name has been lost in translation because the like people who live under the sewers like call him Ratma when like they see him. Yeah. Um, and then she and then she pukes acid on her co-anchor's face, which is like, okay. Uh, uh, <laughs> I gotta be honest. Yeah, i I thought this I thought this was like a firmly okay, uh, part of the film. It was kind of whatever. I wasn't really very excited about the Rat Man, uh, but that that ending I did really like. I did think that was yeah. really good. That was that was a good see, and like that was like the one that kind of got me the most excited because like that part of it felt the most like a found footage kind of thing because it's like that's the kind of stuff you would find in these kinds of tape trading circuits is like oh there was there was an on air broadcast and like a dude like broke into the studio and like threw acid on their face and like ah. the tape of it you know like stuff like that yeah um you know so I was like okay that's this is a good lead up and then the second one is like kind of where you start getting into that like this doesn't really feel like a 90s <laughs> tape mm-hmm. uh like the props are like from the 90s but like the concept of just like yeah we're on hard VHSs we are recording 12 hours from four different angles of awake <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's not a thing that happened in the 90s. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where it's like, that's the necessary setup for this 
this like narrative to work. But mm-hmm. it's like that's going to be where it's like it feels like it's sort of retrofitting it where it's like, OK, well, we'll give her an old scream telephone and and there'll be VHS cameras. But it's like doesn't really feel like a tape from the 90s. Uh, and this gets like a lot of these tapes don't even really look like they're VHS tapes, except for one, which we'll get to. Yeah. Um, I I think it would have been really fun if they took a lot of these tapes, like the videos, like the raw footage, and then just like transferred them to VHS tapes a few times over. So they started to get that like bleedy, like that bleeding effect that tape dubbing gets. Because I think that would have like really actually like helped sell the film. Yeah, they didn't really go very hard on. I mean, I don't know. It's just such an it's it's an aesthetic that I feel like it hasn't really taken a nap ever. Yeah. So so it's hard to be like I I, I don't know, but it 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 just basically seems like it's not really worth even doing if you're if the furthest that you're willing to go is like adding overlays in Premiere that make it look like VHS. Uh, uh- yeah, also, also like not a good choice to do, and like most of the other tapes in the in the most of the other short films in this are doing that. So yeah. like, <laughs> I could, I'm just like, oh, this looks familiar. <laughs> yeah, that this, one. This this is weirdly uh, consistent film grain across all these films. <laughs> yeah, the empty wake. That one was really that. Yeah, that one felt extremely unfocused. It seemed kind of like it was um, harping on one very specific bit or whatever which was like the fact that the body is has this like monster mash thing going on where it's not just a zombie but like all the parts work separately or whatever yeah uh, but it, it takes so long to get started too that that's that's really the biggest problem is that that's the one that feels the most like this is less inspired by like 90s like spooky videos or straight to video stuff or like you know, found footage stuff from the like that era, and it feels more like it's inspired by like uh, stuff that's inspired by that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> like it feels like uh, a puppet combo game. Mm. Like this, like the 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 empty wake would have been a great puppet combo game. Yeah, uh, it I- does not make a particularly interest. It, it it takes way too long to get to its point uh, in that one because like you know. You can kind of figure out what's going on like pretty early on. And mm. it's not like the there's a certain point where you're not really building tension anymore. You're just like kill it just feels like you're killing time. Oh god, yeah. And and that's that's what the empty wake suffers the most from. That's a that's one of the ones by Simon Barrett, who's one of the guys who like uh has been like producing the whole series. Notably, there are no tapes in here by David Bruckner. <laughs> By God the way. damn it, David! Too he, busy. He did executive produce it, but he did not uh, make a film for this one. Too busy making the goddamn lighthouse or whatever the fuck it's called. Fuck you. Too fuck busy working you, on David. Too busy working on Hellraiser. The filmmaking collective Radio Silence, who did that ten thirty one ninety eight, which I think is the the haunted house one from the end of the first movie. Mm. Oh yeah. Um. They also were going to direct, but they are now working on the Scream sequel instead. So all these guys are just getting like pulled to work on like major products and are just like, no, we're not going to do this. Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I didn't know that uh, one of the guys from Sun composed the score. That's really funny. Yeah, no, me neither. Well, yeah, like the the, like, so like I'm looking at this, like the directors are like 
uh, about how like all all of these events are like video footage of like these shocking things from this era, but like it doesn't really have that, <laughs> you know. <laughs> like there's, it's like you can say that that's what's inspired. It's inspired by, but it isn't <laughs> really. Because you don't really have that in this. Well, what you said about it being a video game, I would have enjoyed it so much better in that format. Because, yeah, like you said, like, specifically with regard to uh, The Empty Wake, it's just, like, such a simple... I I Usually I'm, like, all for kind of simple concepts and things like that. uh, And simplicity and horror. But, uh, yeah, it's just kind of... Then you're going to hear a noise. and And then the coffin's going to move. And yeah. oh, he's still alive. What a surprise. But is he alive? I can't, I can't believe this has happened to me. <laughs> I cannot fucking believe there is a zombie in this horror film. Uh, there is a, 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 a zombie. Whoa! And it, I mean, like, there's also the other aspect of, like, it horror, horror, especially found footage, kind of copying the notes of things like Puppet Combo. Yeah. It's, it's not. It's not so much that it would have just been better as a Puppet Combo game, like, it was a puppet combo game almost except you know with like some styles or or n- not some style but, like with like names switched and things like that yeah it's it's like i said it 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 feels like secondhand influence so even while they cite things they're like oh these are big influences it's like it feels like you're like those are things that other people who make this stuff from like a sincere place of really liking it cite as influence we're entering this era too i noticed with that cuz this is the same problem i had with uh censor Mm-hmm. Was that it didn't feel like it was really inspired by video nasties as much as it felt like it was inspired by things inspired by video nasties. It feels unfocused as far as like the the parts of that culture that it's kind of like pulling from, especially because a lot of this is like, especially sort of more focused and kind of like, I don't want to say that there wasn't a paranormal element in the sort of like tape trading 90s stuff, but a lot of it was just like all about edge i feel like yeah and all about like gore and like just bad things happening within the realm of look possibility at the, look at this fucked up thing that happened yeah yeah and like yeah. there there almost definitely was like you know stuff where it's like oh that's spooky but i feel like it works better when it's like understated which i'm gonna skip over the second to last one let's <laughs> <laughs> talk about terror that's sure. why terror was really good to me. Not just because it looked like it, but also because like most of it is just like, oh, like it looks like the kind of footage you'd find in stuff like this because it's just like fucked up like footage of like a a right wing militia like death squad. Yeah. Yeah. And but- like all of the creepy shit that they're doing. And like there is a paranormal element to it. And it ends up, I think it ends up getting it overstated. But like the parts when it's like understated is like really good because you like the first thing you see is them like executing a guy. Yes. And then you see them doing it like again and again with different members of the, of the group. And you're like, oh, they're, they're, you know, they're training them to, to do like, you know, like kill people. And then you realize like they're killing the same guy over and over. Yeah, and I kind of wish that it sort of kept to like that level of understated. I, I, yeah, totally, completely. Because like that was that actually like super fit the style and format and vibe of the film, and like was like really creepy and unsettling, especially because it's like, and it works then because it's like both a sort of like then and now thing because it's like linking it to like the '90s 
um, 90s rise of right wing militia groups and linking that to the like militia right wing militia groups that exist now. Mm hmm. Well, that type of sort of, I guess, I guess adult version of like Dylan and Klebold, like training videos that you're like doing at home, right? Yeah. Uh, uh. The sort of Ruby Ridge, whatever, like compound shit where like, yeah, I totally agree. Like I, I, I found this whole segment like kind of underwhelming, but at the same time, I, I totally agree with you in terms of like when they weren't saying, when they weren't calling the prisoner of empire. It was really just a lot of like, what the fuck is going on? Like, what what are these weird rules that like this guy can't die and his blood melts you and like, what he just and, and he just looks like a guy. A bomb. Yeah, yeah. he just looks like some fucking guy. Yeah, no, I like that. I, I I wish that the movie was like was more was more like that. I did find the name of the film I was thinking of. It is Broadcast Signal Intrusion. Uh, highly recommend looking up the trailer. It is. One of the most blatant, we are just going to rip off like famous creepypasta stuff for our mm-hmm. movie things I've ever seen. And that's what makes me excited and interested in it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> because, because I think that's actually a really cool concept. Also, apparently it's already out. Uh, whoa. Uh, so yeah, maybe we'll be talking about that <laughs> soon. Maybe, maybe I'll be back in the office Yay. <laughs> pretty soon. Yeah, you know, the door's always open, except for when I have other, uh, you know, other patients. Do you? No, no, <laughs> I, no, I don't. Uh, uh, yeah, the terror, that's the name of the short film. It, it's, yeah, I don't know. It 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 has a lot of um. It it definitely has probably the most like design out of any of them too. Well, okay, maybe not, but <laughs> like the most sort of believable environment, I guess. Yeah, uh, I I do like that it even includes the like weird homoeroticism of those kinds of spaces as like a flavor text, mm. and that like near the end of the film, like most of the guys don't even get killed by the vampire. <laughs> <laughs> they just get killed by like their own incompetence. Yeah, the fact that they shoot each other is like the 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 guy who j- immediately jumps on the Gatling gun and can't control it and just like mows down half the dudes in the compound. <laughs> or the guy who's like covered in the vampire blood and they're like don't come outside and he does and explodes and kills like two other dudes. Yeah. Yeah. That was that stuff was is was very goofy. I think that sometimes people kind of um I don't know, treat the treat the sort of magas as like a punching bag or whatever. And as much as I don't think it's effective, I do think it's very therapeutic. Yeah, um, it this this is I think like an a, an acceptable deployment of that cuz it's like spe- it's it's like specifically more like atom waffen level guys. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, not not the your garden of- not your garden variety like Facebook poisoned like like fucking dude in the middle of nowhere who doesn't trust the mainstream media, which he shouldn't, uh, but <laughs> trusts Facebook, which he also shouldn't. Right. Uh, it's it's just a it's just like oh yeah, these are the guys where it's like these are the guys like actually actively making to make the world worse. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, a hundred percent. These are the guys that it's like you can do you can do a, a, a you know it's it's the same thing with like. The purge, that purge movie that came out, where it's like, yeah, I don't, I'm not gonna like. There's something cathartic about seeing the like absolute worst of the e, uh, the worst of the worst kind of like right wingers, uh, just get fucking owned. 
<laughs> because it's like yeah. there there are people where it's like at a point that of like yeah you're gonna you would you would fucking kill me in a heartbeat oh well that too but it's not like yeah like and i mean that thing where they're killing each other with the guns that's not like very exaggerated yeah <laughs> you're hearing all the time about these like autumn waffen dorks who just really don't have trigger discipline apparently i guess they i guess all the gun classes that they say they're going to are not not so good. Not really, not really helping them out on that front. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Listen, you can't shoot the commie f- if you shoot yourself first. Just, just that should be lesson one of your of your class. Uh, did you hear about the the? There was like that uh, Antifa goon, like something awful goon, who shot at like some Proud Boys, and then one of the Proud Boys accidentally shot one of the other Proud Boys trying to shoot the guy. That's really funny. Uh, that was really funny. The the be- the best part of that story is still uh, not only the fact that that guy was a something awful goon, but that then before he was arrested, like the mods found out that he had an alt account that he was posting in the threads about his shooting, talking about how cool that the shooting was. <laughs> <laughs> like like just just like literally sock puppeting to be like, actually, I think this guy's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> actually, guys. It was pretty, uh, I was there and it was like, it was like the Matrix kind of where like. He did some really good moves, honestly. Like he, I don't. He had. The, the best comment. I, it's so weird that the story just like blew over really fast because it had every, it had all the hits of things I love in weird stories like this. Uh, the the best joke I saw about it was on like some post from something off where someone was like, so wait, he got this close, fired off this many shots. He didn't even kill the guy he was trying to kill. Another failed goon project. <laughs> <laughs> oh god damn it. And now and now we gotta address the elephant in the room. Yeah, okay. So my favorite one. Yeah. The the, the longest one. <laughs> oh, easily. So, so it better be your favorite. <laughs> what did you uh, what did you think of the subject? Oh, I actually hated the subject. <laughs> yeah. I thought I thought there was like the subject is quintessential. This would be a great video game. <laughs> and it felt like I was watching a video game without that like I couldn't play. Mm. I mean, there's it even feels like a little there's like an uh, there's like the scene when she looks in the mirror. That even feels a little bit like they're kind of ripping off from Soma. I don't know if you've ever played Soma. Yeah, I know what you're Spoilers talking about. Spoilers for Soma. <laughs> A lot of it feels, a lot of it feels, I mean, visually at the very least, like one for one with Soma. Because uh, I looked up the director and it's like, oh, they got like a like dude who's done like a bunch of stuff in, yeah, Indonesia. It's just done like a bunch of like Indonesian horror films. So I do want to check his stuff out mm-hmm. because visually I think there's a lot of interesting stuff. Um... <laughs> Sorry, I searched his name. And he has a tweet that's just thinking about that holding cell scene from Malignant. And then it's a, an attached picture of Homer Simpson smiling. <laughs> Which is the funniest thing to see a, like, horror film director tweet. That <laughs> Just seeing a horror film director tweet, like, the horror Fujoshi fans I follow is very funny. That is fucking fantastic. Uh, yeah, I mean, you don't like his short film, but he apparently is, there's these very sexy pictures of him on Google with, uh, you know, sitting behind the camera monitor with a cigarette in his mouth. So I I don't know. Yeah, no, he, he seems like really cool. And like, I, I like a lot of like the visual design in the subject, 
it yeah. just takes so fucking long to get to where it's going. And like the payoff of like the mechanical body horror that it's doing just is not is is oversold by the first part of it. Like the way everything is reacted and acted to, you're expecting something like like way more horrifying than you actually get. And I feel like if it was just like a minute or two of prologue and then we get into the body horror segments of it, it could have been a lot better, but it kind of is just like a a decent body horror 2 minutes surrounded on each side by like what felt like 20 minutes of like resident evil cutscenes. there's there's just also like weird decisions it makes like oh you soldier guy now you carry a vhs tape on your head and it cuts to his pov for like two minutes but like he never goes anywhere where the main pov doesn't so there's no reason to cut to that different angle other than just like you wanted to show it closer i guess but like i feel like the removed positionality of subject 99 on the table is like creepier and like more like more promising of like a of a limit than if it's like okay but now this guy also has a camera and we're gonna show we're gonna show what he sees yeah yeah for real because they don't even use him because i was like okay that's gonna be the way they reveal what 99 looks like but then they don't (laughs) yeah it doesn't make a lot of sense it it's just kind of arbitrarily like wanting a different camera angle but like the whole yeah the whole thing feels so hinged on being from 99's perspective as well like you said I, another one where it's like this would have been a great video game but I, it's a very boring short film yeah i mm. also damn i don't know what upscaling technology these these vhs chicks were using on this tape but it looks great <laughs> for, for for a vhs tape apparently yeah, I don't remember VHS looking quite so crisp. <laughs> hmm, crisp, digital, pixelated. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. What can you do? Yeah, this one was probably this one was probably the worst one as far as trying to cohere to the style and trying to like keep a sort of '90s themeology going on. Uh, but I don't know. I I, I definitely found that like. For my own personal experience, you know, watching this, watching these, um, I did kind of, I, I was kind of more okay with some of these than I thought it would, I would be, um, especially like the subject, because like, I don't see the subject as being like, scary or interesting, but I guess there's like parts where it's like selectively, selectively sort of fun, and you can kind of tell through the screen that they had fun making it. You know what I yeah. mean? Um, that doesn't make it a good story necessarily or particularly interesting. Like, I don't think any of these are particularly interesting, but I think that, like, the real value here is the moments of, of fun that kind of shine through. I would say, like, the first VHS film's, like, success, you know, was a big part of, like, what launched David Bruckner's career. And I think he's one of the more interesting, like, new horror film directors we've yeah. got going. I just wish that, like... That's what part of the reason why it's like I wish the horror anthology thing would come back because I think it's a great way to like, you know, flex or maybe use an idea that you can't make into a full horror film or just give like, I don't know, just use it to give like random independent YouTube creators like a budget to make something because like there's there's people on YouTube who are making basically VHS style content 
but like way better and on a budget of like fucking nothing. Yeah. Just give them money. Just give them money and like a large enough platform that people will hear about them without having to watch like video essays. Exactly. Give Baru money to make her horror short. Yeah. There's the, the, God, what was it? I think it's like Hi, I'm Mary one where it's just like a girl filming like her her creepypasta video like in her house and she's using this like very obviously like paper mache fake made like monster thing that's like a an abusive partner that she's stuck in this house with and it's all super low budget but like the fact that the monster is kind of like not a very good puppet just kind of makes it creepier because it also lends to this air of like is this like is this like a real thing that's happening (laughs) like it's 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 a really interesting like horror series and it's like her and the people she's worked with like i would love to see them given like a vhs budget to like make a horror film yeah and i mean the thing the thing is like there's this kind of like centralization of of like vhs i almost think is like too expensive in in a certain sense i mean like it's definitely I'm sure from their perspective, they feel like they're working on, like, a total shoestring budget, right? But, like, scarier... It's not hard to be scary. I think people kind of, uh, you know, definitely, like, really overestimate it and and kind of make it... Because, like, I don't know, like, maybe people see different things in in terms of the potential of horror that I do. But I, I feel like... Marble Hornet season one is like, for example, scarier than anything in the VHS movies that I've seen, uh, which is like, I don't know if they're really trying to be scary as much as like goofy and silly and campy and fun or like what the real intent is. But I, I don't know, like even in like Possession, which is like, we both just watched Possession, the 4K Very thing good. just came so out. So fucking good. Yeah. <laughs> there's so fucking good still. There's a bunch of like really cheap and kind of abstract and bizarre like creature effects in that that are horrifying <laughs> uh, and also kind of creepy and alluring and bizarre. Um, but even separate from that, like even more YouTube stuff, there's like Tour of My House, which we've talked about extensively before. Oh, God. That's, yeah. If you haven't watched that, absolutely. Like, that person um, deserves to be in the same sort of auteur position as really any of these folks. Yeah, no, it's there, there's a lot of good independently made horror, like, out there. And a lot of it's on YouTube. Some of it's probably on Vimeo. Uh, and so maybe that's why the horror anthology, like, title thing has, has fallen away. Because <laughs> nobody wants to curate it outside of just giving their friends, like, a bunch of money to make, like... Uh, another another variation of the Strangers movie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's original ideas out there. We just gotta, you know, we, we we just gotta give them space to breathe. I don't know. I guess that's it. I think I, I'm feeling a lot better about it. Yeah. Um, I hope the horror Fujoshi's draw shipping out of the two cult girls. <laughs> well, actually, that's what that's that's what I've been drawing in this notepad the whole time. It's just slash out oh, of those she's... two. Ah, uh, thank God. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I mean, you know, I guess we usually I usually try to schedule these appointments with people in in advance, but you know, you usually just kind of end up. Bar- I just kind of show up when I wanna. Yeah, barging in here anyway. So I, I I guess just keep doing that as long as you're getting treatment, right? Uh, one last thing, actually. Uh huh. So the guy who plays the the gay funeral director in the the empty wake. 
Yeah. Dave is David Real, a Canadian actor who gained fame at the age of 16 for voicing Kai Hiwatari from the original Beyblade anime. <laughs> That's where I recognized him from. <laughs> Oh, I, I had the knew same it. thing because I was just looking at it. And I was like, "That guy's voice sounded familiar." Yeah, that's he's he's the he's the Beyblade kid, the Beyblade all, kid, all grown up. Oh, <laughs> oh my God, he's been he's been all over the place. He's in Tom Clancy's Splinter Cell Blacklist. <laughs> God damn.